0: I was lucky enough to take a course called the History of Miami. It um, never took more notes in my life uh, in a class. And it was the most interesting course um, because I think just the way that he told the stories. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, that was an incredible course uh, for, for me. Welcome to
1: Beyond High Street. My name is Jenny Derrick and I'm the Dean of the Pharma School here at Miami University. Today, I'm joined by Greg Roche, who graduated from Miami with a degree in sociology and went on to get a JD. Greg is currently the Global President for Robotics and Technology at Zimmer Biomet. We'll get to that soon. So welcome, Greg. It's great to see you and for you to agree to do this podcast with me.
0: Oh, Thanks. It's great to be here. Appreciate no, still- it.
1: I'm gonna start with probably the most important questions. Why did you choose Miami?
0: Uh, That's a great question. Um, You know, I I grew up in Ohio. Um, It was, in my opinion, the best school in Ohio for me and for what I wanted to do. Um, uh, So it was, um, I thought it was a really easy choice. I I, I came down and visited um, and and honestly from, from kind of day one, I fell in love with the campus and the people there. So uh, academics, and then I would say, you know, the people and the culture around the school were kind of the two big things that really drove me there.
1: So whereabouts in Ohio did you come from?
0: Uh, Cleveland.
1: Oh, I thought you might have, because that's where you got your JD from. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's
0: right. So, that's so right.
1: what did you to take the major that you did?
0: Um, my, so uh, ironically, my dad was... Um, was in the State Department, but he did. I always describe it as almost like secret service-like work. So, uh, initially, um, that sociology degree had kind of a criminology uh, influence to it. So, I was thinking law enforcement or or law was the was the place that I wanted to go. And um, you know, it was either that or political science. And and that for me, just it resonated. Um, what I, what I learned though. One of the really cool things about sociology is just the understanding of people, which is, as I progressed in my career, has been an unbelievable experience for me to draw upon you know, as, I, as I go through life.
1: So that does explain or lead me to my next question. So you did a JD to perhaps following your father's footsteps of sorts, but then you found out yourself in sales and you've had an outstanding career in sales. So did you ever intend to practice law or did you fall into sales by chance?
0: Yeah, um, I loved criminal law, um, you know, and that was probably my passion going in. Uh, I think as I started to analyze kind of the directions of where that would take me, um, I, I'm not sure I wanted to get into to defense, um, which is um, you know, the lucrative component of that piece or, or politics. So that those weren't angles for me, um, but I knew I wanted to be in, in front of people talking about things. And, and so uh, it naturally uh, led me to sales. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is unique, uh, I, I look at it as my, my MBA, um, you know, so it, it taught me how to think and it, it also taught me, um, a lot about how to analyze situations and, and, and communicate. So it was an incredible background. You know, I do a lot with contracting and MA and things now that, that are completely applicable to what I learned in law school, but, um, you know had to had to probably go a few levels before I really started to apply that learning that's
1: good to you so I want to just lean in a little bit to your into your career in sales sure. you've worked for three companies mostly there's a few others in there too but worldcom striker and now Zimmer me so can you work, walk us through your career I'm really intrigued to hear about each stage and you know now heading up robots in technology which sounds incredibly cool so please do take us through the trajectory
0: yeah so i I started in technology so when I started for for WorldCom and uh, you know a a lot of people have probably heard that story. Um, So it was a a very unique company to work for and start my career with. But um, that was really around the time where people were starting to embrace the internet for data connectivity. And again, for a lot of people maybe listening to this podcast, that may not seem real, but um, people were using other formats of data um, transfer, uh, hardline, you, you know, types of things. And so, very quickly. Um, that was some, you know, I got into the industry. It was a way into sales. Um, you know, I'd gotten some guidance on how to build my career in sales and that one was, you know, it was, it was very data centric. Uh, I started, um, cold calling out of a phone book. I mean, really, you know, so it was very basic, especially humbling after law school, uh, to do that. But what, you know, so I learned the basics of sales, but I also learned the technology and, um, you know, did that for for a while. Got my first chance to manage um, in that, It was very fast-paced. Changed every day. I, that's what I loved about it. Um, but that industry um, and WorldCom itself, I you know went went Chapter 11, which is probably the first Fortune 500 company, you know, outside of maybe Enron to do that. Um, and I, I had been through several mergers, and and just was had a little bit of fatigue with them, and and had a. A friend from Miami, ironically, mm. uh, called me about Striker, um, and and so I, I took that leap into med, med tech.
1: I just want to go back on something you said. You said you had guidance on how to build a career in sales. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah. So, and it's it's um, I, I wish I knew who gave me this, but someone you know. When I look at a resume now, and and what I was told then was you need to really you know put some information on your resume that showed that you could actually accomplish something. So um, often sales leaders look for numbers, right? So um, whether that's quota achievement or just overperformance or consistency, they're looking for a bunch of things, you know, that are tangible that they can read, um, you know, on the resume that that show them that you've had success. So um, medical device is an industry that's not easy to kind of you know, crack into, you either usually have to know someone or, um, you know, go to another industry and kind of prove yourself unless you get really lucky. So, you know, that was my mentality. I was going to go and, um, you know, show that I could do something like that in, a, in an industry that was really, really competitive. And then, you know, it was blessed enough to, to get an opportunity through a contact at Miami.
1: So so tell me a little bit more about why is it so hard to get into medical devices into a sales role? Tell me more about that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, first of all, um, I get up every day and I help patients. So, you know, for me, um, regardless of anything else that people are driven by, that's enough. Um, so I think people feel really lucky that they can go out and market products that are actually helping people get better. Um, you know, and our mission is to alleviate pain and improve the quality of life for people around the world. So that, that's a huge motivation. I think the other components are, um, you know, there's, there's great earning potential in, in med tech. Um, you know, there, things change rapidly. You know, you're, you're in most areas around technology, thing, you know, innovation. So there's a lot of factors. Um, but at the end of the day, if you can, if you can make good money and, and help people, uh, and, you know, and obviously a lot of different ways, um, I, I think that's a good combination. So, so
1: when I was looking up Zimmer Biomed, I see they're headquartered in Warsaw, Poland, and if I'm not mistaken, Stryker is headquartered in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So, as you move from one company to the other, you know, did you did you notice any cultural differences with respect to the way these companies were managed? Or, or yeah, so
0: sure? so it's uh, Warsaw, Indiana.
1: Oh <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh,
1: so funny. Uh, I saw Warsaw. Yeah. Okay. So
0: ironically, uh, Warsaw, Indiana, and Kalamazoo are extremely close to each other. Oh, probably about funny. two hours, and um, they're very similar in a lot of ways. So um, the only difference, Kalamazoo, is a bit of a college town uh, with Western Michigan being wow. there. But um, yeah, uh, uh, Warsaw, Indiana. There's there's. What I did know about Warsaw before I started with Zimmer Biomet is their um, Zimmer and Biomet before they merged were both there. Um, Medtronic has a large facility there and so does, so does Johnson & Johnson. So um, it there's a lot there in a very, you know, small town. Um, but, the you know, very similar the town is, um, is kind of wrapped around the com- you know the companies that are there and vice versa it reminds me
1: of when, when i told people i was coming to miami university they said oh you're going to florida
0: <laughs> so. yeah yeah i get i get i get that if i had a dollar for every time i've heard that right
1: you yeah, know and then i have to explain no it's the midwest and it snows because of course i came from southern california they'd look at me as if i was a bit of a lunatic yeah so i want to go well, back into sorry
0: I was going to say, well, I heard Miami was a university before Florida was a state. I'm not oh, sure if that that's the, true. That is
1: the truth. And I feel like yeah, right okay. we... that we should, we should own our brand name, Miami. And we were that's the first. Right. We were the that's first. Right. <laughs> so, so when you look back at your time in Miami, I just want to dial through some questions related to your your experience. So firstly, who was your favorite professor?
0: Uh Shriver. Uh, so I was lucky enough to take a course called the history of Miami. It, um, never took more notes in my life, uh, in a class. And it was the most interesting course, um, because I think just the way that he told the stories, um, but yeah, it was, uh, that was an incredible course, uh, for, for me. Um, you know, obviously had a lot of great professors, um, Probably some of which I just wouldn't re- wouldn't remember their names, but great courses. I, I know some of the courses I took in sociology. I mean, I, my friends were couldn't believe that I was taking courses and learning what I was learning. But um, yeah, that that course was incredible. And I think the the one thing it gave me too is appreciation appreciation for the university. I mean, yeah. what how rich it was in history and how many firsts and you know um, uh, you know whether that be academics or sports or or fraternities, or you know, there's just so much rich history which I think people don't know about. And that, you know, again, it was just an hour, a week mm. of storytelling. So, really incredible experience.
1: I oh, It's an incredible place. And what subject did you least enjoy while you were at school?
0: Uh, yeah. So I was pre-med uh, my first year. So I would probably have to say some sort of chemistry or right. something. That I, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was one of the ones that I think they, you know, people get weeded out. I think I might have been one of those people. So. I, I,
1: I think we'll call that the right answer. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Mo- moving on, what co-curricular activities were you involved in?
0: Uh, say that one more time. I didn't what hear you. What
1: co- co-curricular activities were you involved
0: in? Uh, yeah, so I um, was in a fraternity, Delta Tau Delta, which, is, which isn't which is on campus right now. But um, yeah, so that, that took a... Uh, you know, a, a quite a bit of time uh, and did sports and 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 things through them. So that was, you know, that was pretty much my focus outside of, of academics.
1: Yeah. What was your favorite time of the day to go to class?
0: I liked, um, it's probably strange, but I like the mornings because I like I to have, you know, the rest of the day free. And I think I got indoctrinated pretty quickly. Uh, my freshman year, I had 8, 9, 10, 11 four days a week. So Ooh. yeah. And, uh, it, I was running in between Hughes and West camp w- Western, um, multiple times. So it was, a, it was a feverish four hours, but then I was done. So you yeah, and I, like- both.
1: I love, I love the mornings. Not everyone does, but I do <laughs> my favorite time of the day. What was your favorite night of the week while you're at Miami and why?
0: Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think Thursdays and you uh, well, as I as I started to to get into junior and senior year, I usually had limited classes on Fridays. Um, so I tried to stack the week early and then, you know, my friends and I would always, you know, find find things to do. But it was it w- wasn't quite the weekend, but, this you know, but it was it was enough to um, at, at least start to relax um, just the way I always built my schedule. So th- Thursdays were great. Um, you know, but, but honestly, I, I can tell you just the, my memories. I don't know if I, if I could pick one day, cause there's events all over the place, you know, that I have such great memories of. So, um, it, you know, it's hard to choose, but I would say Thursdays. If I yeah.
1: Did you intern at all while you were a student? Did you have any internships?
0: I did not. I did not. So, um, I actually was, um, lucky enough. My, my dad was in, had moved to Southern Connecticut. So we went up there for a summer. And, um, so I was in between Cleveland and and there and had a, had a bunch of different jobs, but usually was adventuring and and working to, to pay for the upcoming year, (laughs) you know, um, and and my expenses. So, um, yeah, but didn't intern. No.
1: Did, where did you live in your freshman year? What dorm were you in? Anderson. Okay. Um, good.
0: 105, I believe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if your memory serves you well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what was your favorite building on campus? Not in Uptown, but on campus.
0: When they built the new rec center. So I was there, I think it was my junior year when that, I mean, that was, uh, I mean, spectacular. Uh when it, you know, so think about it, it was 90, 1994, that was ahead of its time. So I have fond, fond memories of, of that. Um, you know, you know, I, I, I always think, I guess, of some of the sports facilities just from watching hockey games or, um, you know, doing some of those things. Um, and, and I knew when I was out of Hughes and BSB, which I don't know if, if those are both still there, but, um, yeah, those were, that's where my pre-med memories were. So as soon as I moved out of those and into some of the uh, poly science sociology uh, buildings, I think the, the memories got a little bit fonder. So.
1: so you have to remember here, Greg, that I'm a COVID dean, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I don't get out enough and I certainly don't get to see the campus as much as I'd like. But we're getting close. We are getting close. I've had my first vaccine, so I'm feeling good about that.
0: Oh, that's yeah, yeah that's good. That's uh, that's uh, given what I do. That's something we talk about every day. Um, so e- yeah. excited to see everyone get the vaccine and, oh. and get back to normality hopefully getting, here soon.
1: It's getting close. It's getting
0: yeah. close. Yeah, I'm so, my fingers.
1: Yeah, so what about your favorite spot in up- Uptown?
0: Yeah, so you, um, I think we mentioned it before, but Skippers. Um, so I, I spent almost all of my time uh, either at Skippers or at Top Deck uh, when I was there so um, actually I was just back my son's a, a freshman and I was just back and saw Andy who's the pr- one of the proprietors there so it's uh hasn't changed which which is what I-
1: his name's come up quite a bit so he must have
0: been there a long time <laughs> yeah 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 he's been there yeah he's been there a while but it's uh yeah it was an easy place and um like my life now I I, I, I like to go to the same restaurants yeah. over and over and over again probably to the displeasure of my wife sometimes. So, um, yeah, skippers it is.
1: So what was your most memorable personal experience while you were at Miami?
0: Um, gosh, well, certainly graduation was special for me. Um, you know, I had both my parents there and, um, it was just, a it was a surreal weekend. Um, you you know, I, without getting maybe too personal, my parents were divorced and, and everything was perfect about the weekend. Um, they, they, they got along. Um, we had an amazing time. I was able to celebrate and say goodbye with really close friends in great ways. Um, it was just an awesome, awesome exit to an awesome four years. So, um, that's probably my fondest memory.
1: I love graduation. I was really pleased. President Crawford has announced that we are going to have graduation this May. I saw that. It'll it'll yeah. be it'll be done appropriately, but it's so it's so good that we're having it. I think it's a, my favorite time of the year too. I think it really it reminds you about why we do our job.
0: That's that's so. My son's a senior in high school, and or well, was a senior in high school. The one that's in on Miami this year, and he had one in a car. So we had like a and. Mm. Although we made we we made it pretty fun, um, yeah. it wasn't the same. So yeah. yeah, it's good to see that you guys are doing that.
1: If you look back on it, on any part of your time at Miami, what if anything would you have done differently?
0: Yeah, that's. that's um, I don't know if I would do anything differently. Um, I, I, I I'm a look forward type of person, but um, from an educational perspective. I got the right education um, to do the things I'm doing now, which I love. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you that my closest friends um, were all garnered from Miami, with the exception of a, a select few. Yeah. And and that is one thing that I I think people, uh, you know, I, I tell my son often that. Um, some people may not appreciate the bonds that you, you make there um, have been incredible, not not only personally, so incredible personal friends, but also um, from a professional perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my first my first opportunity in medical device um, came from a fraternity brother of mine just mm-hmm. asking if I wanted to have an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So those things are really, really important. And, um, you know, I've continued to go back to Miami mm-hmm. uh, for recruiting for that very reason. Good. Just, just great people, um, hardworking, you know, I think, that, so that's when I say culture of the university, that's, yeah. So um, yeah, nothing. I, yeah,
1: we do have incredible students. It's a real gift to be the dean, to be honest, because it's I've just got great people to work with. It's, it's really. I, I
0: was going to ask you how you, you got your job, so I you know I, I can figure <laughs> that out.
1: Or and... <laughs> become a dean.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: yeah, a, well, we can have a podcast about that. <laughs> <at
0: another time>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll interview you. Yeah, yeah, interview.
1: yeah. There you go. Is there a class you wish you'd taken while you are at Miami?
0: Um, uh, organic chemistry only because to see if I could pass it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's no, you know, uh, the one thing, if I go back and look at what I do now, I, you know, and maybe may this answers the other question too, a little bit, having more of a business focus when right. I was there, I took very few business courses, mm. which is crazy because I, you know, manage a P and L and do, right. you know, do, do all of those things. Um, so it, you know, but I had to learn it on the job. And, mm. and obviously if I would have had, uh, a degree that was maybe more focused on that it might you know might have been um it, w- it would have certainly helped accelerate my learning yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's fair so you know i'm new to oxford so where do you, re- where do you recommend i go in the weekend what do you think i should do
0: as you go into the weekend
1: mm-hmm. yeah what do you think i should do in oxford
0: well i think you should start right now at saint patrick's day <laughs>
1: You're right. it's only the middle of the week <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, no so if, if, well what I would do um, well if you have the weather that we have in Cleveland um, I would go to Houston woods and go golfing but that yeah. that, that, that I, I don't know if you're a golfer or not but that's, I, I do I,
1: like hiking I do need to get up to Houston yeah, woods yeah I was gonna say just
0: given what you just said yeah you should get outside good so that, there's some that, great
1: uh, trails there. I mean, I'm so grateful. The university trails are really good, and we walk them all the time. But I, we do need to get out to Houston once. Okay, back to work. Uh, back to work. Questions. Uh, so you, you've had a lot of opportunity in the medical device industry, and you've been incredibly successful in sales. What advice would you give any students who are listening who might want to pursue a similar career to what you've done?
0: Yeah. So um, I, I kind of boil it down to a few things, um, but obviously integrity is, is incredibly important. So always act with integrity. You know, I, I see so many people kind of uh, fail, um, because they're just not being honest or transparent about what they do. But if I were giving someone advice today, you know, uh, network, you know, be sure to network. Um, don't be afraid to network. Um, you know, be courageous, right? So, you know, make sure that you're taking chances, you know, risk is okay. It's okay to fail. Um, You know, I I can't tell you how many times in my career I've, I've not done something right, but, but learn from it. Right. Um, And then, you know, I worry about this with, with my kids is do they understand, uh, you know, and can translate kind of hard work? What, what does hard work mean? And, you know, I try to instill that in them every day, but, you know, to do any, you know, when I'm sure when you're interviewing a lot of successful alumni, but, you know, there's a lot of those things that are ingrained in them. Yeah. Uh, but work ethic is, you know, something that's why we hire from Miami. It seems mm-hmm. like that that somehow gets into everybody or a lot of people there. Got to work hard. Yeah. Um, you got to really work hard. And then, again, if I could go back, maybe take a take a uh, diverse set of classes. Yeah. So you get some perspective because perspective is the ultimate equalizer too. Um, So that, that would be my quick advice. I'd probably do a whole podcast on that. (laughs) Probably
1: could. So, (laughs) so so my last question actually is we, a lot of us think about work-life balance and and we try and manage some kind of balance. So my question for you is what does work-life balance mean to you and how do you strike some kind of balance?
0: Yeah, it's really hard. Um, and and we've talked a little bit about COVID. It's ironically, I, I used to travel eighty percent of the time, and now it's a, a lot less. Um, but it seems to be WebEx after WebEx. So what what work life balance means to me is probably two things. Number one, family. Um, you know, my wife and kids are are everything to me. So when I'm not working, I want to be spending time with them or traveling and um, you know, if you go through tough times in your life, the one thing that I, you know, possessions are, are nice memories are, are what really matter. So, so that, you know, that would be that component. And I think, you know, in this part of my life too, and it's probably why I love what I do so much is philanthropy. So, you know, doing things that are helping other people and, you know, making sure that, you know, as, as I have more success that I can ensure that other people you know have opportunities so um, which is how you and i got connected I was talking with the university about what we could do um yeah. into the better people's position so yeah uh, it's a great question and one people are going to struggle with for the rest of eternity but they got to be focused on it
1: yeah no i love it well so thank you so much Greg. i've really enjoyed this podcast and and having alumni like you just make our job so much easier so i'm really grateful to you thank you
0: yeah thanks for having me